Welcome to Blindspot, an audio podcast series about forensic science and the role forensic experts play in our judicial system. The name Blindspot comes from the fact that forensic experts can see and hear what laypersons cannot. Forensic experts reveal the blind spot in court using their experience and expertise as forensic scientists. Welcome to this episode of Blind Spot. Today we're going to talk about body cam video. My guest is Steve Ward, the CEO and founder of VView. Steve worked as a police officer in Seattle for 13 years, including six years on the SWAT team. Afterwards, Mr. Ward became the vice president of marketing and international sales for Taser International. He has an MBA from the Edinburgh Business School, a certificate from the University of Chicago's Graduate School of Business, and a bachelor's degree from the University of Oregon. Steve Ward founded VView in 2007, which manufactures high-definition wearable video cameras for law enforcement and private professionals. These camera systems have become necessary when considering the liability present in law enforcement and also provide strong evidence for use in court. Thank you, Steve, for joining us today on Blindspot. By the way, one of the things that I use the high-def camera for is when I go out and do evidence recovery. So if I have to go get a hard drive from a train accident or a bus accident or I need to go um, in, investigate an L3 system on a, a police car, I take it with me and I turn it on and I let it run through the whole evidence retrieval so I've got a, a good documented video copy of everything that I did when I was on site. You know, I think that's a great idea. And, you know, as we grow and and police departments start finding out more and more ways they can use the camera, they're starting to realize that detectives that investigate scenes just like you described can do exactly the same thing. They can actually wear the camera for their entire investigation at a scene. So it kind of documents what they do. Yep. And and imagine imagine if we had this technology back in the, you know, I I make a little bit of light of the uh, OJ trial, but... If you remember that trial, Mark Furman was on trial, not OJ, for planting the bloody gloves. But it, could you imagine if he was wearing a camera from the point he drove to the scene, went to the briefing with his supervisor, then they all spread out and were looking for evidence, and he happens upon the bloody glove? There'd be no question in trial. Oh, and we could go on and on with stories like that. There's no, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, there's so many. I, you just have to pick the ones that everybody knows. <laughs> Man, it just it, it goes on and on with how purposeful these are. And I know Vview has got an awful lot of product out in the marketplace. What originally inspired you to start Vview? Well, I was a former Seattle policeman, believe it or not. And uh, I worked for Seattle for 15 years, and I got to do a lot of great things while I was there. You know, as a regular patrol officer, I got to ride police mountain bikes. And my last six years, I was on the SWAT team. But quite frankly, during my my tenure on the bike squad, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, go. It's a great story. I'll tell you some other time. But I had the great opportunity to go riding with Bob Roll, the famous U.S. cyclist. And I wrote a mountain bike article about that experience. And the magazine that published the article sent out a photographer who put a camera around my neck and this is pre-digital days, and it was a still camera, but he set up the camera so it took multiple exposures a second as I wrote. And it, you know, it didn't take me long to figure out that as I was writing, I was making a movie, 
And at that same time, this was the mid-90s, the police dash cams were just starting to catch on in the U.S., and I had my aha moment. And, and I sat there and I thought, you know what, we need to put the camera on the cops, not just in the car, because only about 5% of police work happens in front of your car. Uh, whereas if you were wearing the camera, you would capture 100% of police work. And I've seen plenty of video comparisons in my caseload, in addition to outside of my caseload, that shows the truth that the body camera caught, whereas the dash cam or only the audio going to the dash cam would only reveal part of the clue. So it's there's obviously a huge need for body cameras in our uh, legal system. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, obviously we're big proponents, you know, as a former policeman, I think I think more video with cops is better. So, you know, I, I always talk positively about our, uh, even though we don't compete directly with them, uh, I talk positively about the dash cam manufacturers. Uh, I think they've got a certain place in this industry, and I think the dash cams used in conjunction with the body cams can give a more accurate and clearer picture of some of these incidents that police encounter. Do you have any opinion about too much video, too low of conviction rates? You know, I've never really thought about it that way. Um, I, although I will tell you, one of the driving forces for me as a former policeman to actually make a body cam for cops was so that we could increase conviction rates. Um, so often in our legal system today, when a police officer arrests somebody, uh, it doesn't matter how long or how detailed that criminal history of that person is, when they get to that courtroom, the officer is on trial, not the person who was arrested. And so video provides a tool for these officers to say, hey, here's what happened. And it actually proves their case and, and can lead to uh, higher uh, increased conviction rates. That's one of the driving forces behind the camera. And that's been my experience as well, um, as I do work as a video forensic expert. Tell me a story that comes to mind right off the bat, a success story about one of your cameras in the field that you have heard of? Yeah, so um, there's, there's a great one um, that happened uh, in Idaho, actually, uh, where an officer responded to a, a, just an innocuous hit-and-run call, you know, a call that officers go to every day on a routine basis. You know, somebody hits a car and they drive off and they go home, and they hope that the, uh, the police won't find them. Uh, you know, a misdemeanor, uh, nothing too, too serious. But uh, in this particular case, the officer went to the home of the person who was, uh, who was seen at this hit and run. And to make a very, very long story short, the, the person wouldn't come out of his house that he was in. And the officer went in thinking that, you know, uh, maybe the, the, he, the guy had escaped, had jumped out a window, or, or who knows what. And in that uh, intervening moment where he stepped into the house, the person who was involved in a hit and run rushed the officer with a knife and the officer was forced to uh, engage uh, the person with this firearm. And, uh, you know, just a tragic, tragic event for both the hit and run suspect, for the family of the hit and run suspect, and for the officer. But at the end of the incident, we, we were completely left with just the officer's word about what happened. And that's traditionally how it works in America today. And so, Luckily, there was a body cam in this situation where the officer could pull off his body cam and say, this is exactly what happened. And so uh, a court of law, you know, the community, the community groups, the police department, the police managers, they could all see this video and see if that officer acted correctly in that particular case, and in which case he did. 
But I can only imagine a case where he didn't have the body cam. It would have just been this officer and some misdemeanor suspect who um, tragically came to the end of his life uh, at the hands of that officer. I can only imagine what the community would have said, what the community groups would have said. That probably would have influenced the politics of the city, and, and that, that officer would have had to carry the brunt of all of that. And so this is a very tragic event, obviously, and a very big one, um, but it clearly highlights the benefit of body cams. Now, the great thing is about body cams, though, they're not all the cases aren't this big or that overblown. Quite frankly, I get, I get messages every day from cops who you know, got a, a, a small complaint of rudeness during a traffic stop. But once they pulled out the video, it turns out, hey, what do you know? The officer wasn't rude. Uh, there was no interpretation of rudeness, and the officer was cleared. And so that's that's more likely the events that we get, but uh, they're they're numerous to mention. And and I know we could go on about that and how they've helped police officers and and keep the credibility for the police officers as well as keep the police officers safe. Tell me in your mind, what's the difference between a body warm VView camera and let's say a GoPro with a chest harness? Yeah, great, great question, actually. I get that all the time. So maybe what we do is we focus specifically on the police market. That's, that's primarily what we do. Um, so all of our products are designed from the police officer's perspective. What, what type of equipment they need, what will they use, what's the easiest for them to use if they do their job. You know, and that relates to the hardware products all the way down to the software product that actually stores the video uh, for later use in court. That's the biggest differentiator with us. Uh, other camera companies that um, you know make uh, consumer-grade cameras for snowboarders or what have you, you know, they focus on those markets, and so those products are specifically designed to be used by those types of customers. And, and uh, the, the differentiator is that what is good for a consumer who goes snowboarding and what is good for a cop who is responding to a domestic violence call at 2 a.m. in the morning at, you know, 80 miles an hour, the, the type of technology that needs to be used is completely different. I see. Got it. What types of systems have you put in place for authenticity with regard to the video created on a VView system? Yeah, so generally speaking, you know, the, the, the most important piece for authenticity is the um, inability of police officers to edit, alter, or delete a video. You know, th th this is the ultimate win-win, I call it. You know, we've been focusing so far talking about how great these things are for the cops. But at the same time, these cameras are great for the community because they get to see what the cops are doing. They get to review some cases that they might find questionable and find out if they are questionable or not. And so literally, it's, it's the biggest transparency tool in American policing today. And I think that's why the, the market's growing so quickly. But, but in order to get that benefit, you have to make it so that the videos taken by the camera can't be altered, deleted, or edited by officers. So as part of our uh, technology, both the firmware that runs the camera and the software that manages the video, it makes it uh, impossible for the officer to edit, alter, or delete a video so that, so that these communities can trust these systems. And that's outstanding from a forensic perspective because we're starting to see more and more body cam video enter the courtroom and be used in cases. And I think we're only at the tip of the iceberg here. Where do you see uh, body camera video, specifically VView, 10 years from now? 
That's a great question. So where we're at today is, um, you know, Vview since we started in 2007, which we were wanted, we were the first company actually to make body cams for cops in America. If you fast forward to today, we have over 4,000 police agencies in 16 countries using our technology. And in our estimation, that's about uh, 80% of the body cam market uh, in the U.S. You know, for, for an example of what we do, in the last few months alone, our cameras have recorded over 10 million hours of police video. So, yes, you're going to be very, very busy coming into the future with police video in court. But where does that take us in, in uh, 10 years? Well, you know, Vivi, like I said, we focus on making uh, body cams for cops. And so we're going to continue being on the cutting edge of that technology so that we can always offer the latest hardware and software products for police. So hopefully we can maintain that 80% market share. Wow, 80%. That's amazing. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's been, a, it's been a lot of hard work. You know, we, uh, when we first started selling body cams, we would go to a police agency and we would say, hey, this is a body cam. Here's how it works and here's what it does and here's why you need it. But quite frankly, today, after seven years of just very grueling work of evangelizing and preaching about body cams, we don't need to do that anymore. Uh, we go into an agency, and it has nothing to do with what a body cam is or why they need it. They get that already. Now it's just, why do they want to pick ours? And I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot more word of mouth going on than there already is within the law enforcement community about the different manufacturers, the pros and cons. Whenever I go do an evidence recovery uh, at a police station, I always end up having to demonstrate the camera because I'm wearing it on my lapel as I'm doing my evidence recovery. Of course, I notify everybody that's there that I am going to video record the process and you know everybody's very uh, interested and likes to check out the camera. It's a, it's a great device. And I got to admit, I've dropped it a few times and it's a pretty tough animal. <laughs> well, thank you. It goes back to that design for cops, you know, being a former cop, I know how rough police are on equipment. And so you have to build, um, you have to build technology that is going to be robust and, and durable, you know, to this police market. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Steve, I really appreciate you sharing your words and, and uh, thoughts about body cameras uh, now and in the future for our forensic community. Any last thoughts as we uh, conclude our interview uh, with regard from a forensic perspective and body-worn cameras? No, you know, uh, nothing too serious. But, you know, quite frankly, um, we've really enjoyed um, – Speaking with technology experts in this area, you know, such as yourself on police forensic uh, video uh, analysis, because quite frankly, when you get to that courtroom, there are certain standards that need to be met. And, you know, we really want to meet these standards. And so that's why we focus so hard on, you know, um, our field, take for instance, our field of view. You know, we, we pick our field of view on purpose because we don't want to distort an image by having too wide of a field of view where we actually bend the image. Um, things like that. So, you know, we're really excited going forward, uh, working with technology people. And, you know, we're always happy to, to speak with people who are experts in this field. And it was a great experience for me to get to know Jason and everybody else when we were doing some of those tests a while back. And I really appreciated it. And I look forward to keeping in touch with you in the future and developing our relationship as we go forward. So don't ever hesitate to give me a call if there's anything I can do. Absolutely. I would, uh, I'd be very happy to do that. 
Thanks, Steve. I appreciate your time today very much. Thank you very much, Ed. I appreciate your time today, too. You're welcome. We'll keep in touch, Steve. Take care. All right. This concludes this episode of Blind Spot. If you subscribe to this podcast, you'll be notified of future episodes as they're produced. We welcome your comments and questions at primoforensics at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.